We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed com slash lawless. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Sunshine. I'm Alexi Lawless, and welcome to the State of the Union podcast uh, here, presented by State Farm. My good friend David Mossy is joining us. We come to you on this. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday? Uh, well, for us, it's. Oh, it's when, well, now it's Thursday. But either way, we come to you where now we have two. Well, I guess we have four still with a third place game to happen. But we have a final when it comes to the World Cup. After all the ups and downs and the twists and turns. We have our final, and it has to be said, Mossy, it is a dream final with Argentina and France. Now, listen, no, no, no disrespect meant to Croatia and to Morocco. A valiant effort, wonderful. Not the sexiest of teams, either in play or in star power. And look, we are in the business of televising soccer. And the bigger the team, the bigger the names, the bigger the stardom, the more people are going to tune in. And certainly a game featuring France and Argentina, Messi and Mbappe, all of the history. Obviously, Messi going for his potentially first, and which would undoubtedly be his last, uh, and to check that box of a World Cup. And then the first time in 60 years for a team attempting to repeat as champions in France with Kylian Mbappe, the heir apparent when it comes to Messi. I mean, it's just, it's delicious. I cannot wait. Uh, Before we talk about that specific game, let's get into how this ultimately happened. Because France winners today against a very, you love to call people plucky, very plucky Um, and spirited performance from uh, this Morocco team. We came on air talking about how Morocco had yet to have been punched in the nose and what would happen if they scored a goal. We did that last night on the the pod. We talked about that. And, you know, it happened. And in a strange, strange way, we got to see almost the best of Morocco because of that, just in terms of the way that they play. And as I said on air, this is not the World Cup of playing pretty. Okay, this is ultimately about winning. Having said that, this was the prettiest and I think the best that we have seen Morocco attack 
They have nothing for their efforts, not for lack of, tr of trying, plenty of opportunities, but ultimately the more experienced and I'm not sure the, the better team on the day, but I think in general the better team went through with France. Yeah, this was almost smash and grabby on France's part. Ooh. They were on the back foot for a lot of this game. Give Morocco credit. Uh, very good effort from them. You know, as we expected, Teo Hernandez and Rando Colomani <laughs> with the goals. Um, but no, yeah, France uh, escape again. Uh, I will say, though, I've seen some people on Twitter criticize them for some of their performances here and how unconvincing they've been against England and now against Morocco. I think you're burying the lead if you focus on that. This is still an incredible flex on their part to lose all the players they did and still to be in this final in a position to win back-to-back -back World Cups. I mean, the caliber of players, Kareem Benzema, Paul Pogba, N'Golo Kante, Lucas Hernandez, Christopher Nkunku, uh, Kimpembe, I mean, that's starting caliber players, five or six that they lost. And even within the tournament, and then even, players today. Yeah, and, and even today they were against, uh, without Upamecano, although I, I think Konate is an upgrade over Upamecano, so that might have been a blessing. And then Rabio in the midfield, Fofana stepped in and played. Um, but So, yeah, I know it hasn't always been impressive from them, but I still think the fact that they're one of the two teams left standing at this World Cup and going to play a 50-50 final against Argentina on Sunday is very impressive. If they win this World Cup, it will have been an incredible achievement. All right, so Teo Hernandez, like you said, starts off the scoring uh, in that, you know, fifth minute. And just like that, Morocco is faced with something that they haven't had to face well, first off, under Vali Gregregi, okay, losing, letting in a goal, being down a goal, letting in a goal from the opposition, I should say. And now they actually have to come out of that defensive shell and attack. And they didn't miss a beat. They came out. They had plenty of, uh, uh, plenty of opportunities. And they got to, uh, you know, halftime with, I think, a, a, be a belief that they absolutely were in this game and that there was something for them to play for. How about that bicycle kick off the post? Oh, my God. Oh Lloris getting his fingertips on Lloris had a wonderful game, yeah, all right? Yeah. For a guy that hasn't done a whole lot, I mean, he was, at, he was called upon time and time again. And, and to your point, they, you know, they bend, but they didn't break in terms of what France did. And in essence, they, they did a Morocco on, on, uh, on Morocco. I don't think it was by design, but that they are not necessarily even playing the best. And certainly in these last two games, you mentioned the England game, and they are still able to get results. I mean, that says, that says a lot. And the fact that this hasn't been done in 60 years, coming into this tournament, history had shown that not only does, is it not done, but coming into a tournament after you've won the World Cup, sometimes you don't even come out of the group, and that's actually more of the norm. And so they are bucking trends all over the place with the refreshing of the team, with putting in players even when other players go down, and then just getting to the final, let alone the possibility of winning it. Yeah, they're the fifth defending champion to get to the final uh, the first two that did it then won the final, which was Italy in 38 and Brazil in 62. The last two to have done it lost the final, which was Argentina in 1990. They lost to Germany. And uh, Brazil in 98 they lost to France, ironically enough. So um, we'll see uh, how this goes for France. But no, just get, again, just getting to this final is a very impressive achievement. To your point, the last three defending champions have gone out in the group stage and four of the last five, a run that, by the way, begins with France in 2002 crashing out on the group stage. Uh, so they really did buck that trend. This is Whatever happens on Sunday, this has already been a very credible defense of their crown. <laughs> but obviously they hope now to push through and win it. Uh, okay, before we kiss off Morocco, and, and we're not kissing them off because they're playing in a third-place game. And, and just let me say about the third-place game. I know, and Stu Holden, I think, hit it on the head when he said it's the game that, uh, that, that nobody wants to play. But 
it is an opportunity to position yourself higher in history. And that, that does mean something to the players that are playing and also to the fan base. And I have no doubt that the Moroccan fan base, whether they're the Moroccans or you know, the greater community that has come to embrace this team, are going to be out in force for this team that already has achieved history and has the opportunity to ultimately uh, finish, finish third. So I'm excited about seeing these two teams. I'm always interested to see how the players approach it and the opportunity to kind of cement yourself. I mean, if this was, if there was, if, if this was an Olympic moment, you would be playing for a bronze. And as Morocco playing for a bronze in the World Cup of Soccer, that is something that nobody has ever done and that you have never done and I think should be respected. And I, I think both of these teams are ultimately going to respect it. I think Morocco certainly will relish another chance to play at this tournament in front of their fans. So, yeah, I'm not worried about them being motivated. Croatia, we'll, we'll see. Um, didn't you tell me once that at the 95 Copa America, you guys kind of mailed in the third place yep. game and it's one of the great regrets of your career? It is one of the great regrets of my career. And, and actually, you know, Bora Milutinovic, our coach, um, once talked to me about it. And, you know, we were at that point being coached by Steve Sampson. And I'll never forget him being angry. He wasn't even our coach anymore. And he was angry at the way that we approached that third place game. And we had already kind of done something special. And we kind of, we sat, you know, rested on our laurels there. And we didn't take it as seriously as it, uh, as it should have been taken, I think. And, yeah, I, I, I regret that because we didn't, we weren't able to take a step back and say, hey, yes, we're not in the final and that sucks, but we are in a third place game and we could be etched there at third place. And there is a difference between third and fourth place. So, so yeah, and I, and I, I yeah, I don't know what Croatia's mentality is going to be, obviously having been to the final last year and now in the third place game uh they did win uh the third place game in 98 beat the netherlands so they there you do go. have a positive track record there in you game. go um okay let's uh let's spin it forward to uh to the final obviously uh these two storied teams uh incredible countries when it comes to success in the world cup let's take another quick look on how argentina got there uh, lost to start out the tournament against Saudi Arabia, and everybody's screaming and yelling, the sky is falling, and they said, oh, don't worry about it. They go, they win over Mexico, they win over Poland, uh, they win over Australia in the round of 16. In the quarters, they went on penalties over the Netherlands, and then they just demolished Croatia 3-0 to get to, uh, to the final. France, they start out the tournament, big convincing win over Australia, big convincing win, well, not necessarily as convincing, 2-1 win over Denmark, and then that loss to Tunisia where they were resting a bunch of players and kind of just throwing it, uh, throwing it to the win. Round of 16, they crushed Poland 3-1. Quarterfinals, even though they didn't play well, they ended up getting the win over England, and that in and of itself says, uh, in and of itself says something. And then the, the semifinals that we saw tonight, a 2-1 win over Morocco. That ultimately on the score sheet was convincing, but it wasn't as convincing as it actually uh, looked on the, uh, on the field. I know you have Argentina winning in your pool, but just in general, if you had to pick right now and I gave you the option of picking one or the other, would you still be sticking with your Argentina pick? Yeah, I'd slightly lean Argentina, though I think this is pretty much a 50-50. You do? Yeah. We, we were talking on the set about who, who has more pressure and therefore who has the advantage. And I think that the pressure is on Argentina. I think the pressure is on Argentina for a number of different regions, not the least of which is they want to give this to Messi. And that desire and need to give him this moment, that in and of itself is, uh, is pressure. 
that not just the players, but the country kind of wants this for him. And there's plenty of fans around the world that want this, uh, that want this for him. They are playing a team in France that, yes, it hasn't been done in 60 years, but this is a team that has already won the World Cup. If they were to lose, there's still a lot of World Cup, World Cup winners that are being, going to be walking off that field uh, for France. And I'm not saying they don't want to do it. I'm just saying, having been there and done that, it takes some of the pressure off of uh, France right now. So I do think that ultimately France has, um, has the advantage over, uh, over Argentina. And the final part of it is, um, what, is the, what is the stadium going to look like? In that, in that case, I do think that Argentina has the advantage. I think it is going to be overwhelmingly Argentine, and we know how crazy they have been and wonderful in terms of creating an atmosphere. So the world, in essence, I think will be behind Argentina, and the crowd in the, uh, in the stadium will be behind Argentina. But there's plenty of people that will, once again, like we talked about last night, be, will, will be hoping that in this moment of defeat, in the highest and the most important moment, that Messi and friends, uh, that they just drink their salty tears. Yeah, this will be their fifth match at Lucille Stadium. This has been kind of their home away from home. Um, so they'll be very familiar with the surroundings. It's the largest venue at this World Cup. There'll be close to 90,000 people. And I agree with you, it'll be mostly Argentinians. I mean, they have taken over. Them and Morocco are the two fan bases that really taken over this World Cup. Um, it's, gonna, it's their sixth final. Uh, they won it in 78 and 86, lost in 30, 90, and 2014. France, it's their fourth final. Won it in 98 and 2018. Lost in 2006. There's a Don uh, headbutt. Lost on penalties to Italy. So, yeah, both countries with uh, a lot of pedigree. Uh, uh, they've played uh, in the World Cup three times before. Argentina won in 30 and 78. 78 en route to lifting the trophy. And then the most recent one was four years ago. You might recall France beat Argentina in the round of 16, 4-3. Incredible game. Well. Mbappe scored two goals. That was really his coming out party in that tournament. France went on to win it. So... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a great, great final. Who do you think has the best coach? Um, you know, we, we have seen both of these coaches in different moments. I mean, they, they have to man manage egos, and I think they've done a pretty good job of doing that. But then when it comes to the X's and O's, sometimes there's the, you know, the, uh, the whispers behind, especially Didi Deschamps, that he just kind of throws out the ball and, and, and does it. However, even tonight, we saw his substitutes make a huge, huge impact coming out. I thought, you know... Yes, yes, having a substitute come on and score a goal is important, but I actually thought that Thuram substitute completely ch changed the complexion of the game with Mbappe moving central and Thuram just blazing up and down that left-hand side and causing much more problems than, to be quite honest, Mbappe had done in the, in the uh, previous 45 or 50 minutes. And that's a neat little story because his father won it in 98, Lillian Thuram, and now Marcus Thuram could win it uh, in 2022. Um, I'm enamored of Scaloni. I talked about him last night. Uh, I see more tangible things he's doing that, that really resonate with me versus the Deschamps. It's just kind of, well, they're winning, so I guess he must be doing something right. Wow. Oh. But I don't always Sucker see dude. his hand <laughs> behind oh much of it. That is the, the biggest backhanded compliment. <laughs> I don't know how you say backhanded compliment in French, but man, oh man, that is, uh, that is brutal. Um, we we, we kind of uh, glossed over the third place game. Do you want to say anything about the third place game in terms of what, what you ultimately feel is going to happen? I know you mentioned you're, you don't know if Croatia is going to show up, but do you, if you had to bet right now, who are you, who are you picking on that one? I mean, Croatia is probably the better team, but I think motivation will be on Morocco's okay. side. Like I said, I think, think I they'll think so. relish being in it, so I wouldn't surprise me if they, they come out on top. I think Morocco, uh, Morocco wins. Uh, listen, uh, anything before we head out? Because we got a couple of days off here, right? Looking forward to it. Are you? Yeah. Are you going to do anything interesting? Uh, I am going camping tomorrow hmm. in the desert. 
You're going to the desert. Yes. To do what? Uh, uh, B, the uh, lovely young lady that works on the set with you, organized this group camping trip in a desert. You get served dinner, and you go like surfing on the oh, desert, yeah, yeah, yeah. sand I mean, surfing. I, I, I've been to the desert here, and their version of camping is much more like glamping at a whole other level. I mean, they have tents and electricity and games and all this kind of stuff. So you're, I, I, got, I got a feeling you're going to be, uh, you're going to be in for it. Uh, for those that are curious, uh, well, first off, we, we love that you, that you join us here and have joined us here day after day after day at the uh, World Cup here in Qatar. Uh, after the third-place match on Saturday between Croatia and Morocco, we will be back, and then obviously after the, uh, the the final one. You got something to say, Mossy? Uh That show we're going to do after the third place match. Uh, Stu Holden has promised me he will join us for that. Really? So, uh, I'm putting that out promises. there now to put more pressure on him to okay. actually follow through. All right. All right, listen, uh, we are going to have a couple of days off, so we will uh, rejuvenate, recharge the batteries, and finish up strong here on the weekend. Third place game on Saturday, and then obviously the uh, – um, piece de resistance, shall we say, when it comes to the World Cup with Argentina against uh, France. This has been the State of the Union. Uh, this has been the State of the Union presented by State Farm. I'm Alexi. That's David Mossy. We will speak with you on Saturday. And until then, and as always, size the day.